0: Hello, my lovers, my puppies, my kittens, my
1: schmoopies.
0: Hi. Guess who is going to the chapel of love? <laughs> yeah, you guessed it. <laughs> Not me. What? Gotcha, didn't I? Uh the truth is, I welcome. I welcome that connection. But so many fockeries, so little time. Nadez, you deserve it, you must say. I agree. But so do you. But how? It seems so elusive at times to find that life partner or even someone that you get along with and can work with and have a life with. I hear it all from ghosters to love bombers. I even heard a story of someone who swears that she may have had a, a UFO encounter with a rando she picked up on Tinder. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, like I said, so many fockeries, so little time. How does a single too busy to mingle even get close to figuring it all out? Well, enter Natasha McRae, the love CEO to the rescue. Before I cue the signature Wang, let's talk about some actual good news. Uh, we <laughs> have a new sponsor. Can you believe it? Okay. Just remember this discount code, Fockery5. It's a little anticlimactic because I'm giving it away at the top but it's because it's like a, a one of those stories that are a little bit like a bit of a win a win a win oh so here's how it all started um i was reading up on this leaf called air. Puer. it's pu'er tea it's spelled p u e r pronounced poo air like poo p o o air poo in the air ooh poo is in the air all right potty jokes at my age stop it Um, So it's like this ferment, it's not like, it is a fermented tea that is processed in a special way to to encourage microbial fermentation after the leaves are dried. Anyway, so this this, uh, natural age-old tea promises increased energy, aids in weight loss, protects bones, reduces stress, aids your microbiome environment. Sold. Exactly what I need. Um, Yeah, lots of issues in that arena. Um, it could be stress, who knows, but Hey, it reduces stress. I've given up coffee, you know? So, uh, I started to look and I found this company called peak tea, P I Q E U E T peak like on French peak, uh, peak tea. Um, they have the highest quality teas. They do a process where they extract the bioactive compounds, uh, and the teas and super plants at cold to low temperatures from up to eight hours. And what this process apparently does, it just it gently extracts natural antioxidants and the phytonutrients and preserves them in whole form. Long story short, I basically never want to use a tea bag again. I kid you not, my package arrived. There are like these individual little uh, tea crystals. Uh, I went with the Puer Black tea and the green tea, I did a duo um immune support health healthy digestion energy radiant skin etc they have a slew of teas that you can search by uh, issue or by your flavor or what you desire at any rate it's like a natural hassle-free probiotic solution for microbiome balance my gut needs healing so tea crystals to the rescue i just uh i like it hot in the morning But you can also do it cold or I guess put ice after, make an icy out of it. I just like warm stuff. It's like my coffee substitute. And it's getting close to getting rid of my kombucha addiction because uh, I won't need that anymore. All I know, my friends, my skin is looking awesome, like radiant. Like I don't wear uh, when I don't wear foundation. People are surprised. They're like, what? What kind of foundation do you use? Actually, it's just my skin. Anyway, so once I saw this, I reached out to the company and I said, may I please have a discount code? I have a podcast. I have this awesome audience. Fast forward to Fockery 5 is the discount code for 5% off. Yay, a win, a win, a win. All right, now back to love. What the Fockery is a love CEO? (laughs) Well, we're about to find out. I'm Nadege August, your host. If this is your first time, welcome, bienvenue, bienvenido, que tal? What the Fockery is a podcast about the things we hear about but don't know enough about. A series of conversations dedicated to hearing firsthand from the very people whose lifestyle, truths, or concepts we struggle with understanding. The very things we should know about but are afraid to discuss. Our subjects and topics may or may not be mainstream, but our guests and sometimes experts are in it, living their truth, whether we accept them or not. And if in that process, we manage to bring clarity to you, dear listener, oh, and by the way, inspire you, then, oh, thank you. Thank you for being curious, open, and willing. In that vein today, my guest is a dear friend who has amazed me with the work that she's done with her life and now with this coaching uh, on being a love CEO. It is Natasha McRae. Natasha is a love and life coach who guides alpha females. Talk about a specific niche. (laughs) A lot of us have been forced to be alphas. We have dropped the the femininity. Ooh, I can't speak. We have dropped the feminine portion of the plan and completely embraced the male, the masculine energy. So Natasha guides alpha females into designing the life they want with grace and ease so they can attract what their heart desires in both career and love. This is a quote from her. I believe women are the gatekeepers to love. You have more power than society has led you to believe. And when you tap into that love power, you can create the life and relationships you deserve. So I coach smart women who want to put down stress and overwhelm how to tap into their love power to live happier, more successful lives. They shift from love employee to love CEO and make loving their lives a lifestyle. I am so excited to have her on the podcast. Again, I personally know how she taught herself and in that process has created this magnificent program. We'll hear all about it, but she's just so interesting anyway. Uh, Help me welcome Natasha. (laughs) Nat! (laughs) <laughs> Natasha, so good to see you, my
1: dear, dear friend. I know. Ugh. It's been a while. You just yeah. this beautiful face. I love you gracing me with this just youthfulness, joy, and just you You know what? You ooze sensuality. Do I? Yes. What the hell at her. You've always have. That's one of the things I've been so like drawn to you is just that sensual groundedness. I don't. I never told you that in class. Not once. Wow! Why did I not
0: tell you that? Yeah, why didn't you? This could have saved my life. (laughs) Whatever.
1: (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) It could have spared me years (laughs) of agony. (laughs) Whatever. You know. Yeah, you know it. You know it. Well,
0: no, I, I, I embrace that, and all I want to say is, I'm merely a mirror of you, a Mm. reflection. Because if you could see it in me, it's because you have it
1: in you. Oh, I received that, and thank you, darling. (laughs) All
0: right, (laughs) listeners, it's a love fest that we are going to stop right now because it's time to get real. What the fuckery is
1: a love CEO. Mm. What does a love CEO do? A love CEO owns their shit. They are not an employee to love. Like I, my background is being executive assistant to C-level executives. And I watched how the CEOs navigated life and the office space versus an employee. Employees were complaining. Employees were making wrong decisions employees were just stuck in the negative and CEOs were always looking for the positive. We're always looking how, if we have a problem, how can we fix it? Um, Looking for connection. How can we make the company work more cohesive? So when I started my business, I started thinking, wow, wouldn't love be so much better if we looked at it from a business perspective? Mm. How would that be? That's so I, that's where love CEO came from. I was like, I am not an employee to love. I am a CEO to love. I own it, I understand it, I investigate it, I work on it. I uh infuse it in my in my soul, I infuse it in my life. So a love CEO is someone who can activate love. They're not waiting for it. They are owning it. They are giving it and spreading it and <laughs> I just, you're just a son.
0: My goodness. I love so much to unpack here. So when we met, you you had written a book. Yes. And the title of
1: the book, and is it still available? Yes. It's Love. It's Evolution of a Love Addict. And that came out of my one woman show, Mm -hmm. Evolution of a Love Addict. So yes, it is still available on Amazon. so from love addict to love CEO, what yeah. was, what is that
0: trajectory like? So in, in a nutshell, what kind of addiction did you have to love? And because the word addiction is nefarious in itself. And then here you are now, I mean, you have designed the life you wanted yeah. along with a wonderful man whom I know well too. So tell me, cause you are living proof.
1: I love talking to people who live their truth. So. Man. So Love Addict. Y'all, I was just stuck in that romantic love. No one ever taught me what love was. So what I knew about love was from freaking, I don't know, When Harry Met Sally and all those other romantic comedies. And when you think about learning about love from television... You have experiences that are supposed to be like in an hour and a half, you met somebody, had a crush on them. They didn't know you love them. You like them. You had sex with them. You got together. Then you broke up and then you got back together in an hour and a half. And it was like I was living in that moment. So I would date guys. And if they weren't giving me that romantic movie type experience on love, I would move on. So what happened is I would get with these womanizing individuals, they would show up in my world, like, Hey, Mm. baby, baby, and give me everything that I thought I wanted on the surface. And I would get in these relationships and I had no idea of my value. I was married and divorced twice by the age of 30. How long did each marriage last? Four and a half years. On the four and a half year mark on this marriage, which is the third one, I was like, "Oh shit." Like I'm looking at the calendar.
0: I was like, Any minute now, I need to call my lawyer. <laughs> I was
1: looking at the calendar. I was like, "Oh shit, it's been four and a half." Then we had our fifth anniversary. I was like, "Yes." And I was even like being a weirdo on the fifth anniversary. It was so bizarre. But needless to say, I went through the I went through shenanigans with all the wrong guys and finally I, like I said, I was sitting there and just had an epiphany one day. How about I look at love? Like I would look at if I was going to start a business or if I wanted to, I don't know, change my hair, you're going to YouTube some stuff. You're going to dive into it. You can't say, oh, I don't know how to do that. Or I never had that. It's like, if you want to two strand twist your hair, you're going to go on YouTube, Google it, and then you're just going to do it. Right? So I started looking at love from the uh, left brain rather than right brain. Most of us live in right brain when it comes to love. So that's why I love CEO. And I made that transition, but I'm always on the journey. I am, I was, I did a talk the other day and I'm like, once an addict, they say, once you're like for alcoholism, once the, you know, and I asked myself that question because I was hungry for that excitement. And if that if that adrenaline or those endorphins that weren't that are released wasn't there, I was ready to bounce. I was like, this is horrible. It's it's just you're not making me happy. You are not making me happy. Yeah. I was constantly seeking outside of myself. That's what employees do. Employees are seeking for the job. Where can I find a job? No, a Mm -hmm. CEO is like, I have jobs. I have jobs to spare, which is love. I have love. I have love to spare. So that journey of really
0: stepping into the chief operating ossifer (laughs) of your love life. Yes. It led to you deciding that you are going to teach others and inspire others and coach others on how to do the same,
1: right? Yeah, it did. Because I had such a hard time, man. And I wish there was somebody who would have just helped me shift a perception, helped me see value in myself, um, helped me learn how to navigate the dating world and what was acceptable and what wasn't. I wish I would have had somebody like that. So I was like, you know what? And and at the end of my one woman show, I would do Q&A and I'm thinking they're going to ask me about being an actress and who directed. And I'll, No, they were like, how do you forgive again? How do you get back dating again? How do you start dating after divorce? How do you forgive your family? How do you get past daddy issues? Like it was all of those types of conversations that we were having. Mm. It was literally group therapy at the end of my one woman show. We'd be in theaters or at a bar because I did it at lounges and we'd be having group therapy. <laughs> Amazing. And you, did you suddenly find yourself offering
0: really good advice and you went, wait a minute.
1: Yeah. Something here. Yeah. When I started getting the responses back, because I would come, I mean, come home and it would be late at night and I might get a random email from someone who didn't even talk at the show. And I would talk to them and, and send them an email. And then when, you know, months later when they're responding, oh my goodness, I was able to talk to my dad about this and it's really changed how I'm navigating dating now. And I would, I saw that and I said, you know what? And at the time I was being exposed to the online coaching world. And I said, you know, I have good, good advice to give. And so let me, let me put together what worked for me. And so I packaged that into a course called date, like a boss challenge. And then I kept investigating and it went a little deeper into private coaching. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so So
0: I love your website. Love C O Institute. That's yes.
1: Problem, right? I, thank you. I will say that. We're in it's under construction, but thank you very much. Well, <laughs> no, I did get to see it while it was running a bit. So it's still it, running, but it it's like what? Living in the house when you're getting it remodeled.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great analogy. <laughs>
1: yeah. So let's
0: pretend. You don't know me, but you know me. Okay. All right. Okay. Make-believe world. We both do that for a living as well. Um yeah. I come to you mm-hmm. and I'm like, I want a relationship. I want the one I want magic oh, magic. I want romance without <laughs> finance is a nuisance. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to need romance with finance. Yes. Uh, how do you unpack me? Where do we begin? What would you do? What would you tell this potential client whom you're meeting for the first time, who has
1: these demands that seem so maybe unattainable? Well, I would love to think of you as a client. Let's put you in the as a client. position. Okay. Well, since you kind of know me, feel free well, to. Well, also because it's not a one-off. I'm not going to come and talk to you for five minutes and you change your life. You can start To, you know, navigate and maybe I might shift a perception that leads you down the path of investigating more things or leads you down a path of seeking some things. But when what I would do is find out exactly what you want, because most of the time people come and say, I want a relationship. And I say, well, tell me exactly what that looks like. And they will start telling me everything they don't want. (laughs) <laughs> well, I don't want this and I don't want that. And I really don't want that. And we all know we're energy. And if you didn't know, now, you know, you're, we're all energy. So whatever you're focusing on, you will attract and you will bring into your world. That's just, that's just a given. So I would, I would say, what is it that you want? And we would sit down and paint the most beautiful picture of exactly what you want. And most of the time when people do that, they get scared. Hmm. They, won. if I can get it out of them, that's part of the huge journey is getting it out of them. What do you want? I don't know. What do you want? Well, tell me, let's, nobody's listening. Let's tell me exactly what you would want. Well, I know I don't want this. This isn't that. Okay. Well, if we go there, we have to spin that. So you don't want someone who's broke. All right, let's spin that. Oh, I want someone who, you know, is, getting paid to do what they love. Okay. Because that looks different. Some people just want somebody with a big old bank account. Somebody wants some, you don't want somebody who has a trust fund, but we have to get very specific on exactly what you want. Oftentimes though, when you get specific with what you want, what's missing is the personalization of that. Because do you know who you are? Do You have a heightened sense of enough self-awareness to know this type of person will complement this amazing characteristic of mine. So that would be the very first like phase is like, let's understand what you want. Let's get you to understand who you are. And is that in alignment? Mm -hmm. Is that in alignment? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times we want things that aren't really in alignment with our bigger pictures, our bigger goals or who we are and what we want. All right. So step one is clarity. Major clarity. Major clarity. Very specific too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Specific. Now, I, I have a friend who
0: uh, approached dating and she would say this to me. You have to look for it like you look for a job. You don't just send one resume out once in a while. You go on as many dates like it's a job, Nadege. And fast forward to she does. She did end up meeting the one beautiful wedding, you know, destination wedding. And they're now on their
1: second child. Uh, I would, What's I, your take on that one? I would agree with her, but I would not say it like it's a job. It is a fun journey. It is a playground. You do have to and you do have to be intentional. You have to put the time in. You have to. I went on 36 dates in six weeks and the number 36 I was with for two and a half years. And he was great. We were just in two parts of the world and I couldn't stay with him. But I'll never forget. I came home on after that 36 date, and I was like, I am freaking tired. I don't even want to go on date like 15. I was like, no, I don't want to go. But you do have to navigate it like you would look for a job. I have in full agreement with her because normally if we're looking for a job, we're open and available. Someone tells you about, you know, a job and you're like, Oh, okay. Oh, tell me more. Mm-hmm. Not someone comes to you to fix you up with a friend. I don't know. What are they like? I don't want you. I'm not going on no blind dates. I don't want to, I don't want to. Or if your friend says, Hey, why don't you get online? Nope. I hate online. I'm not doing it. Well, do you go out? Nope. I'm sitting in my house. They're not going to show up at your freaking door. Why like, not? Unless you're stalking, like you know, you order a whole bunch of stuff from Amazon and you want to stock that guy, but then you are still only limited to three or four delivery people. (laughs) So, yes, you do have to be intentional. You do have to decide what it is that you want and put the work in. I say that you must also know having that massive clarity before you start going on a whole bunch of dates, because you'll go on a whole bunch of dates with Riffraff, you'll be mad and upset. So you do the do the dates. Do the online profiles or do it how you want to do it. You don't want online profiles. Now we're opening back up. Maybe it's meetups, meetups that have to do with gardening or hiking or whatever the, ev- else you like. You know, you have to make yourself available and not just available in your presence. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you're physically there, but you're not there. Right. Right. So are you willing to be available? And availability brings us to vulnerability. And a I lot mean. of times that answer is no. Wow. But then people still want to be in a relationship.
0: I love that word, vulnerability, but it's a hard word to comprehend because mm. yeah. we think of vulnerability as weakness. No. Nope. As, you know, what does that look like for you or
1: How would you tell a client, this is what vulnerability is? It looks like truth. It looks like truth. Like for example, when I think of vulnerability, I I talk a lot about um, feminine, masculine energy. I talk about that a lot. And part of the feminine is being that vulnerable person. And usually what happens, I'm very alpha. I, I flow in masculine a lot. I practice my feminine, you know, divine feminine practice. And let's say my husband does something and I may be scared, but it comes out as pissed, pissed and demanding. You better not, (laughs) you know? And so oftentimes we show up in that way and that I can, I do not think that anger is the truth. I think my fear is the truth. And when I show up in fear, nine times out of 10, immediate change. I was uh, talking about driving. Like sometimes when he he's driving, um, he does some crazy stuff and he's may not be present. And I'm like, Oh, Lord, come on, bro. You, you're killing me. You're killing me. And then I just get mad. Why are you doing that? Didn't you see those people? Ah. And then finally, I was like, No, you're not even being vulnerable in your your, your feminine. I'm actually scared. I actually don't feel safe. And so when I say, babe, I don't feel safe. And it's my anxiety is going through the roof right now. What does your man do to that, honey? Mm. Puts his hand on my leg, slows down, gets in the middle lane instead of the fast. Yeah, goes into protector mode. Goes into protector mode. That's vulnerability. Vulnerability is truth. Mm. Knowing I don't, I really want a relationship. Not, yeah, I'll take, I'll take one if it, if it comes along and, you know, it's really just understanding who you are, what you want. It's truth. It's truth. It's asking for what you want, knowing what you want, mm-hmm. not trying to get in a relationship and let that person figure it out. That's what a lot of us do. I say us, cause I've done it before where it's like, I get in the relationship and I'm expecting that person to play Tetris. <laughs> it's like, put the puzzles together together. Nope, that doesn't work. Nope. I don't like that. And he's like, okay, well, I'll try this thing. Oh, oh, I do like that one. No, come knowing, come knowing what tans your hide, what turns you on, what brings you joy. Wow. All
0: right. So you also have to unpack the, the, the bedroom situation, but <laughs>
1: well, yes. <laughs>
0: well, yes, we also need to know what we like, uh, <laughs> all of it, you know, the whole concept of feminine and masculine, and and I want to say I want to um, apologize to anyone who's uh, non identifies as non
1: binary. I hope this conversation isn't alienating. Yes, and let's. I'll be clear on that because my child is non binary, and I do not mean male female. So mm-hmm. I want to clarify. I'm not talking male female at all. Right. So that's why
0: the lead in is to this because feminine and masculine are energies, right? Mm-hmm. So would you please clarify what those are? Because we grew up, at least we were taught that all things feminine equals vagina equals girls, all things masculine mm-hmm. equals penis equals boy, right? No. Yeah. And so, yeah, let's, let's a really drive that in for anyone who's thoroughly confused about this whole uh, so-called third gender that has surfaced. <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. Last couple of years. It's so interesting when you say surface if we go back and look at the research has been around forever. Forever that forever. scale, the Kinsey scale of, it's you know. It's been yeah. around forever and there were tribes that did not label. So we we just we just now catching up <laughs> to the world. But okay, so when we think masculine feminine energy, uh, let me give you an an analogy here. So whenever I'm working, I'm a creative, um, I, I like to create shit, let's just say that. So having myself on a timeline and guideline and all of that sometimes doesn't work, or I get so stuck in doing the timeline and guideline that I don't get creative. So let's think of masculine and feminine energy. Masculine is the container for feminine. It's the rules, it's the hard um, stops, it's the scheduling it is the time giving someone a time that you're going to show up not necessarily the what you're going to do masculine is the agenda of the party the party itself is the feminine um so feminine also is vulnerability it's creative it's flowing and so a lot of times when we get into relationships we want to control everything like imagine when you're a queen, queen, male, female, when you're a queen, the queen doesn't fight to be queen. The queen just is. is. Mm -hmm. And that type of energy of the beingness is feminine. The doing is masculine. I talk about self-care a lot in my practice, and a lot of people can't dive into self-care because self-care often is stillness. And most people are like, I need to be doing something. I've I, I programmed my mind. I'm on the grind. I'm an ambitious woman. They get nervous when there's nothing on the calendar. And so masculine is the planning and the scheduling and the feminine is the beingness. Mm-hmm. Kind of like when you, when you start going on that dating world, and I'll speak to the, the, the feminine or women, the women that I serve now, if if they're getting ready to go on a date, Oftentimes, they're leaning in their masculine to try and control the date. And so I always encourage them to step back. You got a question? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you see step. it, right? So yep. you know,
0: control, I encourage them. To-
1: okay, yeah, I'm, I'm guilty as charged.
0: Control the date. Now, I want you to clarify what that is, but I, I think, let me tell you what I think I do, and that's what it looks like, and tell me if I'm wrong. For instance, uh, picking the spot. Mhm. Uh if a restaurant isn't to my liking, I will let you know and yep. uh I it's going to be a no-no. So is that what controlling the
1: situation? Yes. Like? Yes, that is. But I always I I always believe we can use both. We are both masculine and feminine energy. So the way that I use both when it comes to dating or I tell my clients to use both is make a list of the places that you love that make you feel good. So when the date comes to you, because they're always going to ask, mm-hmm. so what would you like to do? Mm-hmm. You can just tell them what you like to do, because most of the time they say, what would you like to do? Oh, I don't know. You pick something. Mm-hmm. And then they pick the thing and you're like, poop, 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 poo. poo, 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 poo. <laughs> right. Yeah. So how do we navigate our own masculine, feminine energy inside of us? Masculine energy. I got the list lined up. I got the list of restaurants lined up that I like. I got the list of activities that I like. I got the list of cocktail bars that I like. And then so when they say, hey, I'm thinking I want to do this. What would you like to do? You're, mm, I like this or that. Giving gonna- options. Yeah. The feminine is kind of just step back. So yes, masculine is controlling that date is saying, oh, this sucks. Or is seeing that they're taking too long to seat you and you go up to the receptionist or the host and tell her a reminder that you're there. That I guarantee it'll feel good. I'll never forget when I first started practicing, girl. So my husband, I lean in my masculine a lot more. He leans in his feminine a lot more. And Um, I was started learning the practice of, you know, leaning into my feminine. So I'm the person I have the, we were traveling. I have the itinerary. I know where we're going. I spot exactly where we're going, probably 50 seconds before anybody else. So we get off the plane. I'm holding the itinerary. I'm leading us to our car. That's normally how it rolls. But now I start practicing this. I sent him the information. I was like, oh, here's all the information, babe. You know, you can print it out. So he prints it out. He has it. So we get off the plane. I purposefully took half a step behind him, Mm -hmm. just half a step. So I was like right there next to him and it was taking everything in me, (laughs) everything in me, not to say, don't you see Hertz rental car over there? And he's like, oh, I don't know what, what, what car were we supposed to rent? And I was like, oh, it's in the paperwork. And I just sat there looking off to the side or just going in my purse for something. Yeah, I sent it to you. And he's like, oh, okay. And he kind of paused. I heard, I felt him pause a little bit, but he didn't, he wasn't tripping. That's
0: uncharacteristic. Yes, of you, very right? much.
1: Yes. So he goes into the, into the, the thing and then he sees it's hurts and i see hurts already. So I'm just sitting there. He's like, oh, it's hurts. Looking around, looking around. I see it. And I'm just sitting there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just let a brother lead. And I will tell you, it start to, it started to feel really good. Because on the way back, we walk into the airport and he's like, oh, sit right here. Just give me your ID. I'll be right back. You said, why did it feel good? Yeah. Because suddenly he was taking care of everything and you were just what? I was being taken care of. Mm -hmm. And we all all say that. Yeah, we say that. But we don't give them the chance to do so, do they? No, then it gets uncomfortable. Oh, no, I don't know. You know, and I mean, we can go deeper into pleasure anxiety that, you know, a lot of us have, but. That's pleasure, anxiety. Yes. Pleasure, anxiety. Sometimes that's it amazing. comes from trauma. If We're talking about pleasure and, you know, sexual, but sometimes that comes from trauma, but pleasure, anxiety is when someone does something nice for you and you're like, what do they want? Mm-hmm. Or you What's can't the- take a compliment. Like someone tells you something great. Oh, this old thing. Oh, I don't. Yeah. I don't think I like this thing. You know, someone gives you the compliment and you're not saying just thank you. I received that. Mm-hmm. You know? Wow. That, and that's pleasure, anxiety. When you, wrestle with that. Mm -hmm. Or someone wants to give you a massage and you don't even want them to touch you, but you mm -hmm. want a massage. I mean, and that does go deeper into trauma. So, you know, hopefully this isn't triggering for anyone because there is those situations.
0: Hey, listeners, the term self-care is thrown around a lot these days and deservedly so. And I think we can all agree that mental health is part of self-care. And one of the many reasons we tell ourselves is lack of time and money. Well, BetterHelp.com is the world's largest counseling service. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. Now, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed, accredited, and board-certified therapist in under 24 hours. Therapy from the comfort of your own space. What could be better than that? You can schedule weekly video sessions or phone sessions with your own personal counselor. You can log into your account at any time from anywhere to send a message to your counselor. And BetterHelp makes it easy and free to change your counselor if you ever needed to. Um, It's very affordable. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling. And financial aid is available. So get started today. And you, as a What the Fockery listener, get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com forward slash Fockery10. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com forward slash Fockery10. In fact, use Fockery10 as a promo code and discount code anytime and anywhere you um, use our sponsors. Okay, back to our program. Right. Yeah. Certainly, there are there are. So after clarity, intentionality, I'm literally asking for a bit of a list here. Um, What at which point does a client graduate when they get into a relationship?
1: And once they are in a relationship, could they still come to you for more help and support? Yes, they can always come for help and support. But my clients graduate when they start enjoying dating, because then you're in control. Mm. So when you start enjoying dating that's when you're in control. Yeah, when you're enjoying that process. Yeah, you're enjoying the process. You have a lot of candidates and sometimes it's slower for different people because they're not going to they're their odds, they're not going to be meeting a whole bunch of people because they don't want to. That's not their their level. I have some people who are like, "I just want to date one person at a time." And I don't encourage that. I encourage you to see multiple people. Now, when you get a commitment from someone, then you, you know, then you yeah. stop dating, but I don't encourage the one time I'm going to date this guy and put all my eggs in one basket. No, it's not good. It's not wow. good for your psyche. So you graduate when you start enjoying the entire dating process. Right. Um, do you, do
0: you coach through the, the date as well? Like, can I, can the person text you while they're
1: on the date? I have, I have had that private, co- happens. yeah, I have had private coaching clients do that, but most of my clients, I am, I am, I'm I'm more of an empower, and I empower you. I guess I should say that. I'm an empowerer. I don't know how you say that, but I'm, I'm more so empower individuals. So they have the opportunity to navigate. I tell you how to do it. I'm not telling you what to do. Right. And so some clients you know, they work on their entire lives with me. So they've been with me for three, four years and we're working on something different. The first year was, you know, getting from under the overwhelm. The next year it was like, oh, I want to write a book. And the next year it's like, oh, now I think I'm going to do branding or changing jobs. So it really is about you living your best life and designing the life that you want, because then that's when you're going to attract um, the person who's best for you. I mean, just imagine that. Imagine that person. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. that goes back to the clarity part. When we go back to writing what type of person we want, we ask the question, does what that type of person like to be with you? And they'd be like, well, I, I, I am in debt. I was looking for that millionaire, but I do have, you know, or I, I haven't paid this or, or no, I'm not working out, but you want somebody with a six pack and you don't even work out. Yeah. Yeah. It's possible However, not probable, not probable. So you want to be the best you. I'm not saying be something that you don't want to be, but you need to be the best you. Yeah. You have to be
0: what you would at least want for someone else to be. Like you can't have what you cannot give.
1: Yes. Yes. Be the love you wish to receive. Right. And so Uh, back to what you were saying, like, do you, you know, can they text me when they get to that point? Yeah, they can. But like, um, should I kiss him? <laughs> uh, do I sleep with him tonight? Like, see, and then that's of, where intuition we train your into. I, I, co- I, I help women with their intuition,
0: yeah. Okay, so there are no hard, fast rules about no kissing on the first date, no effing in the first date, no BJs on the first date. <laughs>
1: Well, okay, let's, okay, well, let's go back. The hard rules, it depends gonna, on what you- Hang on, I'm sorry. Depends on have, what you want. I'm going to have to slap an X rating
0: on this one. I can't believe I just <laughs> said that out loud, but I just re- remember a friend who was, we were all out one night and her cousin was visiting out of town, her younger cousin, and she was losing her ass, like shouting at her, come to find out her cousin had taken some rando she made at the bar, gone to his
1: car to give him a BJ. <laughs> See, but she doesn't want a relationship. She just wanted some stuff in her mouth. (laughs) I kind of answered that one. (laughs) She didn't something something in her mouth. That's what that was. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so back to our, are there uh, hard, fast rules that you tell women? There are hard, fast rules based on what you want. So if you want a relationship, do not do a BJ on the first date. Don't do sex on the first date. If you want to be in a relationship, now there are exceptions to the rule, but we're not talking about the exceptions, mm-hmm. you know. And do you want your averages to go up because you have more control when you are controlling that? Mm-hmm. So I do not recommend sex on the first date if you, now, you are if, looking for long. If you are looking for a long-term relationship, now don't come to me talking about my friend had sex and she's married now. Yeah, tell me about twenty of your friends and which ones had sex first date and which ones are married.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Good so
1: point. you can. Yeah. However, I do, not encourage, I do not encourage that at all. What do you suppose happens on the other party's end that, that may
0: make them feel like, well, I conquered this beast. I don't need to keep spending time with her? Is that, is that sexist or not?
1: No, that's not sexist at all. It's physiological, I think. You know, it's they conquered it's not just a word is conquered. It's the physical act of, (laughs) we can go into that. I'm going to keep it PG, but it's, it's physiological. And when you get into that place of conquering something, you don't feel like you need it anymore. If your mom and dad said, you can have ice cream every day. And then you have ice cream every day. Eventually you're not going to want ice cream every day. Right. You're just not, I even taught, in the, the whole process of what I teach is really about intuition, about learning your, your seductive styles. They change over time. You know, I have to use seductive styles even in my marriage or that mess would be boring. And oftentimes it is. So I'd be pulling out. I'd be like, where's my book? Let me, that's module four of day, like a boss. Let me like, I'm I'm telling you, they, they, they my, style. my clients crack up at me. Cause I'm like, you know what? I had to listen to lesson two of the life skills section today on boundaries because somebody needed to be checked, you know? Mm. So you have to, you gotta, you gotta dive into your intuition. You can't go to any guru. Don't, don't go to somebody who's like a guru and think, Oh, they're going to give me all the answers. Mm, If someone's not training or coaching or helping you uncover your uh, intuition and your critical thinking hat By giving you guidelines, yes, but not giving you, don't do this, don't do that.
0: Mm. Yes.
1: So so you don't advise
0: the the first date thing, but is there a magical number as to when one can consummate? I'm I'm doing the very thing you're telling people
1: not to do. Is there a magical number? You know what that magical number is for me? What is it? Commitment. that was a pause (laughs) (laughs) commitment. If you are, if your journey is, I want to get married commitment. If you want to enjoy you're kind of, you're open and available for marriage, but you're having fun by all means go for it. I mean, I, I, I had phases in my life. Well, that's what I was doing. Like Mm -hmm. I was, I just went for it and I had a great time. And maybe I had a great time with those people for a long period of time, you know, but having an understanding of a level of commitment, like there's nobody else in the picture. Mm -hmm. If that's what you want, if you want the relationship, do that. If you want to just have some fun and anything goes by all means. Mm -hmm. If you want to, if you want a journey, I mean, you ain't (laughs) just think about it when you're giving, you know, going on a job interview, it's like, what. I won't even, I won't even go there. But I just think about when someone is seeking something or going after something, you're not like showing you're crazy. You're not showing up late to the job interview. If you know that you have a kind of you're always late sometimes, you're not giving everything up front, is my whole point mm-hmm. in order to get hired. Yeah. You know, I have a theory. I have a theory.
0: How you do one thing is how you do everything. Mm. And that is so true to me. Yeah. And we can deny it, you know how we can't see our our blind spots. We can't see our flaws, but when I, you know, that drive, that punctuality stuff drives me crazy, or even not so much just on time, but also keeping your word. Yes. When Uh. I've had this discussion with men who obviously couldn't go any further with me because of my quote unquote boundaries and rules, um, I would point out, would you do the same thing at a job? Yeah. Have respect for my time. Cause mm-hmm. right now you're, now you're disrespecting my time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I am in full agreement of that.
0: Yeah. So sh- but-
1: yeah. Were you going to say something? No, I was wondering when you say the ones who wouldn't go any further, is this something, how did they know that they weren't going any further? Did you just kind of ghost them or were you like, Nope, this doesn't work. Oh, I, 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 yeah, I did the chop chop, but with polite conversation.
0: The ghosting yeah. thing doesn't work for me. Although, you know, don't get me wrong. I've been ghosted too. Where I'm like, uh, I'm on a conversation as to why that happened, but yeah. that, that's a whole other fuckery. That's in wish. Yeah. That's fuckery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a real one. And, and then the, <sighs> the ghosting people, they think that, oh, if I do that, that leaves the door open. Like for some reason, the past couple of months I've had, I've had an ex from 10 years ago, track me down, send me a message via Facebook. <gasps> And, and like apologize for how things ended. Another one who's like, I, who's like, I still think of you. Can we be friends? I apologize. I went to this movie and, re, and it reminded me of you. And I'm just, and yeah. But I'm like, so you kind of disappeared without an explanation. Uh, what do you think is going to happen now? That's
1: your idea of leaving a door cracked open. That's and that's not so you. good. I'm so glad you're saying this. Those who are listening, just- if yeah. they don't, I don't think you go backwards in life. You can't, you can't, you can't go backwards in life. People do change, but they don't change. Yeah.
0: And what I mean by they don't change is they just bring back
1: who you were. Cause we we're going to pick up where we left off. Yeah. And it's it's a brand new, it's like, it's day one today. And most mm-hmm. people go, Oh, it's, we've been together 20 years. We know no. each other. No, honey. mm. <laughs> I don't know
0: what made me ask you that, but yeah. No, no, it's great. No, no. It's a very good thing because what you're doing for me is validating that, mm-hmm. you know, because some people said, you're so hard, man. You're so harsh. Well, you know, all these rules and boundaries. I, said, I just have that much respect for my time. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. I, yeah. It's not much. And I'm doing everyone a favor if I'm very clear about, oh, you don't respect my time. I'm not in the business of changing you right now, whatever little energy I've left is hopefully to spit out a child that I can raise.
1: You're so like, and that's about it. <laughs> I'm not going to raise a grown ass,
0: you know, adult. So now.
1: is is the respecting the time? Is it like 10 minutes late to a party or is it not no, calling? I'm not unreasonable about
0: it. Yeah. It's totally either not calling blowing yes. it off or being so insanely late without an apology or an explanation? Oh, yeah. Got
1: you. That shouldn't even, that, people are complaining about that. That is not hard. That's just proper courtesy. Yeah. yeah, that's common courtesy. Yeah. Would you do this to your boss? And you say, well, that's different. That's not, that's not you. No, As it's not. To your, it's well, not but common. thank you. Thanks for letting me know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because then we know how you'll, you'll roll, roll through this world. Exactly. In five that's smart. Yeah, exactly. I mean, especially when I, I took the time, I, or the other
0: thing that drives me crazy and that, and I get that that's like the way that some people operate. Mm-hmm. You decide, okay, so we are going to the movies. Great. The day of the movie. So what do you want to do today?
1: Oh, what? that drives
0: me crazy.
1: Doesn't that drive you qu- What is that about? I don't know. Maybe they're insecure. I'm okay. So one of the things that I've tried to do over time, and this might be a nugget for somebody, is to seek the highest vibrating interpretation. Because mm-hmm. if not, everything else will drive you fucking crazy. True. Seek, see, sorry, excuse my language. It'll drive you crazy. So seek the highest vibrating interpretation. So why does somebody do that? Doesn't mean we have to accept it, but we can seek a higher vibrating intention. Maybe they're insecure. And they want to make sure you really want to go with them. Not saying that we have to enable that, just saying that could be it. Yeah. Or they're just inconsiderate. I like the other one, the other one that, oh, maybe they're insecure and they, they just want to make sure I want to hang out with them. I'll, I'll, I, I would leave that one and leave it alone. Do I want to still hang out with them? That does not mean just because I so- sought that other interpretation doesn't mean that I want to hang out with them, but yeah. Like how many times do we need to go over this plan that I've agreed to? Yeah, that's, that's, that's really bad. They're not standing in their masculine. That's, that's true. That's yeah, Yeah. They're not standing in their masculine. Standing in their masculine would have said, we're going to go to the movies. It starts at seven 30. I will pick you up at six o'clock. We can grab a drink in the bar and then um, we'll see what else you want to grab dinner after like it's That's standing in your masculine, creating the container.
0: Can I just say like, I just had a visceral reaction in my nether region.
1: Yes. girl. By you
0: saying that, that's the <laughs> kind of stuff that turns me on like yeah. a boss. Yeah. Just have
1: a plan and just tell me what it's going to be. And all I have to yeah. do is look pretty and show up. Right. People just, I, people don't know, just do it. They need to know they need to seek this life would be so much more easier. You would have women falling at your feet if you did that. Because they would feel like seen and heard and taken care of. Like we mm-hmm. all want to be taken care of. I think that's the main thing. Right. Someone and people
0: in and, and what we mean by taking care of, it's not that literal sense of taken care
1: of. Nope. I don't need you to do everything. Nope, me. not at all. Not at all. But, because I'll be doing some things. You know, it's not, it's yeah. not just one-sided and it's not Yeah. And we take yeah. care
0: of, and we take care of each other in compliment in different ways. Yeah. I take care of the feminine aspect of the mm-hmm. relationship. And you just take care of the masculine aspect. Yeah. And I hate to say this driving a car fan freaking tastic. Please drive me around. Oh my God. Yeah. I love that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I do. I do. Sometimes I'll say, Oh, I need to go to the store. And Ben's like, Oh, do you want me to take you? Yep. Cause one, I do not like driving. And two, I just love it just to sit there and he'll drive me to the store. Yeah. Yeah. It's is, those little is, things, you know, I things. don't know. But even saying that, I'm glad you said that it reminded me of how nice that is.
0: Yeah. So you're going to, you're going to kind of point this out
1: to him and say a little special thank you. Yes, I positive, will, but I always do. I'm one of the we'll be driving. I'm like, I'm so glad you're driving me, babe. And then yeah. I rub the back of his head.
0: Yeah. And then yeah. we're driving
1: home. Thank you so much for driving me, honey. That is always good in f- the house. Thank you for opening my door
0: yeah that is the first thing I do is just as soon as I says, Oh, it's so nice to have you drive, whoever you mm-hmm. are, stranger, that I'm meeting for the first time I'm getting in your car because I'm crazy. no uh- <laughs> <laughs> But I wanted to shift gears. You said something I love when there are terminologies, and I love to unpack those. When you talked about seductive styles, mm, what, yeah. how many of
1: them are there? What does a seductive style look like? I have a big book, a huge book by Robert Greene um, talking about the seductive styles. And I think there are, I want to say, eight, eight or nine. And one of the things that I encourage people to do is when you, I encourage you to buy the book and then listen to it audio because it can be a hard read. Um, But also when you're listening to the description of the seductive styles, just note the one or two that resonate with you. It's not a matter of, oh, I have to do all these things for this seductive thing. No, it's, there. are going to be one or two that just kind of hit a chord in you. And I think that those would probably be your seductive styles. And then you just learn how to t- turn, tune them, how to fine tune them. You can turn them up and turn them down. Um, one of mine is, I can't remember the name of it. Is that the name? No, I can't remember the name of it, but it's the kind of the push pull a little bit. It's not like the game playing push pull. It's really when I here's the example where I I'm going to use it with my husband, where I might call him during the day, and then I might go a couple of days where I don't call him during the day. I might call him just to say, "I hope you're having a good day." This is what you know, something sweet, Mm -hmm. and that gets his attention. And then the absence of me, so when I do it again it's like this wonderful thing for him. Mm. Um, Yeah. That's one of the examples. One one of the examples. So I know that's definitely one of my seductive styles that I use often, but I know how to use it where it's not, it's not game playing. It's not like looking at the phone. I ain't going to answer you for (laughs) two days. You know, I didn't text back for three days. And then you'd be like, Oh, Oh, I didn't see it. No, that's not.
0: Yeah. That doesn't work. No. Yeah. No, no. People can't lie about phones anymore. I'm sorry. People like, no,
1: I do put mine away and it might be hours, but it can't be a whole day. Like I will leave my phone upstairs.
0: No, no by that, by the whole, like, Oh, I didn't get your text or until mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. That's that's yeah, neither like, here that's nor old there. School.
1: That's old school. So seductive styles. It's a way of navigating interaction and you can navigate that interaction and not only for romantic, it works very well in business. It, I mean, just determine what your style is and practice it, practice it everywhere you go. You can practice Mm. it with friends. You can practice it with romantic situations. You can practice it in business, but just Mm. practice it and see what feels good to you. You know, there's some people who yeah, what I said, nice,
0: I'm getting, I'm, I'm perking, you know, I'm perking up right now thinking about what is, of course, my brain is turning, like trying to determine what is my seductive style. So I'm yeah, definitely going to look into it because
1: like, I'm curious as F. Yeah, I know. I'm, I need to make sure I'm censoring. <laughs> I just <laughs> F bombed. I was like, oops, she's going to cut that out. No. Oh, <laughs> you're like, nope. Nope.
0: you said it honey yes you did and we are about being authentic here girlfriends chatting Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so i i i feel like i've um i've delved in enough into what i believe the love ceo can rescue any woman with or men with yes or any human with um i love that i'm walking away with clarity intentionality. And oh, now I get to find out what my seductive style is. So I even have homework. Yes, you have homework. You have homework.
1: I want to hear from you on that one.
0: Yeah. And and you know what? I I would love any listener who ends up reaching out to Natasha uh, for her Institute and signs up with her and does the work. I would love if at some point you let me know how that worked out for you. Yeah. Uh, if you want to, that's always exciting how things circle back. You'll be amazed mm-hmm. at people I've had on. And then like months later, some yeah. uh, guest had heard them and et cetera, et cetera. So whole thing happened. But here's yeah. a crazy question for you. Okay. Have you, did you, and have you attended any weddings that was sort of like a result of work that
1: you did with someone yet. I have not.
0: Not I have not attended
1: weddings. Mm -mm. I've been to book launches and it seems like, it seems like people come to me for relationship and they end up snatching their edges and getting their life tight. It's very interesting.
0: Nice.
1: It's very interesting. And I think that might be because I take more of a holistic approach. I don't just go in for the, the dating and relationship aspect. I think that's what it is. I've had coaches tell me you have to get more specific. You have to do this. And I'm like, but that's not necessarily my only thing. My thing is really for a woman to just ooze joy and, and Pleasure in her life for her life to feel good, mm-hmm. and therefore, when she attracts it, so I have people who are successfully dating, um, who've been in relationships, yeah. But the and main all, thing and, and it, I'm so sorry
0: to cut you off, but I'm also, okay. I do want to be clear that my how do I feel about marriage? It may be an outdated institution, it may not be for everyone. You no, know, I agree, you and know, I'm married. Ooh. So that shouldn't be the ultimate goal, but it's just to me, that word is the ultimate commitment. It seems because you're now tying yourself and presenting yourself in front of whatever you believe in your religiosity is and your family and friends and saying, we are committed to starting a family together,
1: but you can also do that without the, you know, the legality behind you it. You really can. But I also feel like if you don't know who you are before you get married, you're not going to find yourself in your marriage.
0: Ooh. Yeah.
1: Well, that makes sense. And I think that a lot of people are looking for that person to validate or um, have them. They want to find themselves in this relationship. You know,
0: that's a very powerful thing that you've said, because I I do have a friend who she just ends up being into whatever her new love interest is into. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yep. like, what is it that you like? Mm-hmm. And
1: that tends to be the person who also has a hard time being alone. Yeah, I've noticed it really that. Is. I, I mean, I, I always imagine that scene from Runaway Bride, where Richard Greer is going interviewing all of uh, Julia Roberts, the, I guess the grooms who were left at the altar. And so he interviews all of them. And at the, End of every interview, he says, "Oh, what kind of eggs do you like? Does she like?" And they said, "Oh, over easy, just like me." Or, "Oh, scrambled, just like mine." Oh, scrambled with cheese, just like mine. Oh, hard boiled. Uh, You know, each one to whatever you're into. Each one said that. Each one said that. And so, it's fascinating that she never found herself, and then finally, when she found, like when he was like, oh, I want to be with you. He laid all the eggs out and, and, or she laid all the eggs out so she could taste them and see which ones do I like before I go into this relationship. So I guess before clarity, you should first put
0: know who you are. Yeah. 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 Know who you are because it's true. Like, how are you going to attract what you want? How do you even know what you want? If you don't know who you are? Yeah. Yeah. That's the bottom line. That That's is the bottom, the bottom line. line. And it's a—it's the perfect way to wrap this puppy up.
1: <laughs> yeah, I really do believe it is.
0: I feel like we can do a whole other segment. And in fact, if you're not comfortable with this, you can recommend someone to please do. I'd love to do a whole
1: thing on seduction styles. Oh, I would um, love that. I would love that. And, and you know, I may be able- on that only. Yeah, and I think that'll be a good refresher for me as well because I when I teach it or do a talk on it, it's not that I'm an expert on it, it's just that I've used this and um it I've seen the difference whenever I'm, you know, using it and yeah. I like it. All right, are we ready to say goodbye? I will have all of uh, your
0: contacts and your social media information in the show notes.
1: Awesome. And no problem.
0: Of course, and you can come, and we can go to you for some rescue. Sounds <laughs> rescue good. Community. Now there's a thing that I do with every guest. Mm-hmm. Please say goodbye to my audience the way you say goodbye to your uh, snuggle post, ben Mio.
1: <laughs> I'll see you later, baby.
0: All right, listeners, you heard it right there. One, <laughs> two, three. See, see you, you later, later baby. babies. <laughs> Okay, maybe not. Why don't you hop on over to our Instagram page right now, my listeners, my lovers, my puppies, my kittens, my schmoopies, and follow and see what our guests look like and all the fockeries we get into over on Insta. Also we now have a Facebook page and everything is what the fockery So what the fockery Twitter what the fockery Instagram what the fockery Facebook You can't go wrong you can even what the fockery at gmail.com okay now officially bye)